0: Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. So today I want to take you behind the scenes. I want to take you behind the scenes of Chucky's New York. And we're going to talk a little bit bit about what goes on behind the scenes. One of the things that definitely happens in all retail is Theft. And people say you have to really be right, you know, you have to account for theft, you know, a certain percentage of, you know, you're buying, you have to account that people are going to steal it. But why do we have to account for it? Do we really? I don't want to account for it. You know, I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you funny stories about employees that have stole from me and even a customer who stole. I mean, we've had a lot of thievery going on, but I'm gonna tell you the funny stories. I mean, these stories weren't funny at the time when we were going through them, but looking back, boy, were they funny. We did such crazy shit. Um, So I'm gonna talk about it today. I also have Freddie. And um, if anybody that's ever shopped in the store definitely knows Freddie Fallis. And if you don't know exactly who he is, I'm gonna tell you, he is my partner. And not partner the way, you know, Ellen and Portia are partners, we're partners in business. And he's also my nephew. So I should have started with that. So that would have explained it. And he's been working for me for, I would say, I don't know, close to 17 years. He came in right after high school. And then we kind of morphed into a partnership. He's also my best friend. Things you don't know about Freddie. He's married with three gorgeous girls, eight, five, and one. Evelyn, his wife is an incredible girl. She really is. She handles everything so gracefully. Um, She's in the know about everything. She's in the know about fashion, food. She's a great cook and she's a great baker. She makes the best healthy vegan biscottis I think you're ever gonna find. I buy them wherever I see them all around the world, vegan, vegan biscottis. She still makes the best. Going to their home for dinner is like going to Le Cirque back in the days. Even the bread is homemade. And the funny thing is during COVID, Uh, Evelyn actually didn't have enough on her plate. So she took up tie dye and she actually created a collection to sell and donate the proceeds to a food fund in her neighborhood. And Freddie on behalf of Chucky's donated tons of tie dyed scrubs, baby blankets and bibs to several different hospitals in the height of the pandemic. So enough about how great Freddie and Evelyn are. Um, Let's really get down to brass tacks here now. How many people out there have had people steal from them? I'm sure a lot of people have had um, experiences in business and personally when people steal from you, it's a very jarring experience. It's um, it's such an invasion of your of your life. It feels like such an invasion. And the funny thing is, you never really get over it. Just when you think you've had enough of it happen to you, and you get used to it, you never get used to it. With every time, and we've got stories, you know. You're going to hear later on in the show um, of how we confronted them, how I broke into one of their apartments while they were actually in the store to find some of the merchandise. So you're going to hear some great stories. I'm going to start off, I think, with one of the very first times I witnessed somebody stealing from me who I was actually very close to. It was before the Freddy days, and I had a girl – who not only worked for me, but she worked for me. It was going on maybe five, six years. I had opened up the Soho store, I think in her fifth year that she was working for me. She was. She started working for me part-time when she was in school and she continued throughout high school, or actually no, to the last year or two of high school and then through college. And the crazy thing was is that I had so much trust in her and we were kind of friends. We weren't friends outside of the store, but we were friends. I helped her out with certain things that her family wouldn't help her out with. In any case, when I opened up the store in Soho, I kind of left everything to this girl. Let's call her Jay. Not because the first letter of her name starts with a J. That's not the reason why. So we're going to say J. I really relied on her. And when I opened up the Soho store, it really took a lot of my time. So she was really in charge of the Third Avenue store, and I left her there. Every Monday morning, because I was in the Soho store on weekends, on every Monday, I'd go to the Third Avenue store. And for some crazy reason... Um, we would never have any cash on a Monday, particularly in the summertime, which was weird because I'd go away every other weekend, but I found that every weekend there would be money, there, there wouldn't be cash, there would just be charges. I would always turn to Jane and say, hey, where's the cash? She's like, oh, we didn't take cash as she was so cutely cleaning the shelves and you know dusting the pillows and vacuuming the carpet with her cute little smile and her two barrettes in her hair. This went on for, I don't know, for a very long time. And I remember when we uh, had a sale, I definitely expected to do a lot more business. And when one Monday morning, when I got to the store, I noticed that once again there was no cash. And I have and I wasn't in this store on Third Avenue on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes, we were open the entire weekend because that's what it was like back back then in those days. You know, retail, it was all about retail. You couldn't shop online, people would wait online to pay for their shoes to get served. It really was the good old days back then. So this particular Monday, I come in after not being in the shop for three days. And I notice before I'm going to the bank that there's no cash. And I ask, I ask Jay, I'm like, what's going on? How could there be no cash? How could it have been so slow? And you didn't take any cash. I'm going to the bank now. She said, no, no, there wasn't. I'll explain to you later, which was a weird statement for her to make. And she kept on cleaning. In any case, as she was cleaning, the telephone rings. I pick up the phone and there's a girl on the phone that says she shopped in the store the day before yesterday, which was Sunday. And she said um, the girl there was actually very not helpful and I was not happy. And she gave me two right feet. So, you know. Hearing complaints of customers was very common. So I kind of dismissed it. I said, okay, what's the receipt number? Give me the shoe. Let me look for the left foot. She said, I think it's in the window. Anyway, I I look for the receipt. She gives me her receipt number and I can't find the receipt number, which is weird. And she says, well, it's the shoe in the window. She describes it to me. So I pull out the shoe and then I go to the back to find the other half and it's not there. So she was right that she had the other half. So as as Jay is cleaning, I ask her, where is, where's the receipt? She's like, oh, I'll find it for you. Don't worry about it, I'll find it for you with her cute little barrettes again and her cute little haircut. I said, okay, well, she's saying you gave her the two wrong feet and she rolls her eyes and tells me she was a pain in the neck. So of course, you know, I get back on the phone. I said, okay, I have your shoe for you. And she says, okay, great. I'm gonna come in and pick it up. And then she proceeds to tell me that her friend also bought a pair of shoes and she didn't get a receipt at all. So now I'm thinking she's just trying to get um, this girl in trouble because she doesn't like her. So I say, you know, what did your friend buy? She goes, no, you can call her. She's my roommate. Call her right now. She'll tell you. So I said, okay, what's, what's her phone number? She gives me her phone number. The second I hang up, I call her roommate. I said, hi, Um, so-and-so just, uh, I hung up with her, your roommate, and she told me to call you that you were in Chucky's yesterday. She goes, yes, I was there with my friend and we both bought a pair of shoes. Um, She didn't give me a receipt, but she gave my friend a receipt and my friend wanted to pay by credit card. And she said the machine wasn't working, that she had to run across the street to the bank to get cash out. I still, so naive, I thought nothing of it. So I said, okay, what's you know, what did you actually buy? I'm trying to see if there was you know any um, any evidence to any kind of real stealing going on. She tells me what she bought and she says that um, go check it was also it was a sample on the shelf. So go check the sample. you'll see she tells me what the shoe is, the color, I go, I look. I said, okay, I said it's probably here. I'm I, looking through the receipts while she's on the phone and I can't find the receipts. And I actually tell this customer that's on the phone who I've never met before. I said, "Um, are you sure she didn't write up a receipt? And she told me, not only didn't she write up a receipt for me, there was another customer in this store with her boyfriend who was also buying a pair of shoes and she didn't give them a receipt either. And I actually said to her, come on, now you're really playing with me. She says, I promise. And the reason why we noticed is because me and my girlfriend were waiting to see if the boyfriend was going to pay for her shoes. So that's why they were watching the whole thing. They wanted to see who was going to pay for the shoes. She said, if you don't believe me, ask the other sales girl that was there. The other sales girl that was there was a brand new girl who, um, just started. She didn't deal with the register. She didn't, deal with the keys. She really was just an extra body in the store. So I really didn't know if I can trust anything, but this woman on the phone said, just ask her about the boyfriend and girlfriend who were in the store. Just ask her, she'll remember. Tell tell her it was this in this shoe. She told me what shoe it was, I don't remember. So I call over this girl. I can tell you her name because she's probably not even here anymore. Her name was Annika. She was here for a short time in in New York City. And then she went back, I think, to Russia. I said, Anika, was there a, a man and woman in the store yesterday, a boyfriend and girlfriend? And did he buy her shoes? And immediately she said, oh, yes, I remember exactly. She ran. She picked up the shoe and she showed me the shoe. I said, and did she buy them? She said, yes, she bought them. It turns out from what the woman told me on the phone that they noticed that the boyfriend actually did pay for the shoes and he paid for the shoes with cash. So, yes, you heard me. So now I have the very first girl that called me to tell me that um, my sales girl made her go get cash because the credit card machine wasn't working, which it was. Then I called her roommate immediately after who told me that she bought a pair of shoes and didn't get a receipt and she paid cash. And she tells me when she realizes that I get nervous on the phone, she tells me, well, there was another couple, a man and woman, and we were watching because we wanted to see who was gonna pay for the shoes, if the boyfriend was gonna pay for the shoes. Turns out the boyfriend paid for the shoes and he paid cash. So within 20 minutes, within 20 minutes, I find out, that there's about seven or $800 missing from one day, from one day. I close the phone, I come running out from my office and I said, Jesse, you're scaring me. And as I'm saying, you're scaring me, I'm looking around and I can't find her. I go now back to the stockroom. Turns out she ran out of the store. I couldn't believe it because I knew that there was no way that I caught her on her first time stealing. So there was no way that I caught her on the very first day she was stealing. So this was going on for a very long time and realized that within in 20 minutes, I realized that in one Sunday, what I found out about in 20 minutes was that this girl stole close to $800 of cash. And this is what I found out. It was actually so jarring for me at the time that, I couldn't sleep. It took me a while. I was so distrustful of everybody. I was so paranoid and I was upset about it for a long time. Here's the kicker. A couple of weeks later, I get a telephone call from a store in Soho called Vivian Tam. They have a girl that has me as a reference and you are the only store that she's worked in for the last seven years. Can you give me a reference? Did she work for you? So I know that you know, you're know you not really supposed to say much, you're supposed to just give them the basics, but I actually was so angry that I told this manager of Vivian Tam, yes, she did work for me. She worked for me for about seven years and she stole from me. She stole money from me, she stole cash from me. She told customers the credit card machine wasn't working and made them go across the street to get cash. We hung up the phone, And I knew that that probably wasn't the best thing to do, but I didn't care, I was so angry. About three or four days later, I get a telephone call and they say that it is this girl's aunt who's on the phone, who I've heard of. I've never met her, but I heard that this girl that worked for me, Jay, her aunt was a lawyer. And so she gets on the phone and tells me that her daughter lost a job due to a reference she got from me and I told her aunt that her niece stole from my shop. And I said, not only do I have register tape that shows we didn't take any cash sales every weekend, but I have at least three people, actually no, I have at least two people that are willing to testify that they handed cash to your niece on that day. Anyway, she threatened to sue me if I said anything. And I told her that you try to sue me and then I'm going to press charges and I'm going to bring these customers that handed your niece the cash and I'm going to go not only sue your niece, but I'm going to press charges to the fullest extent of the law. That was it. She hung up and that was the end of that. I have Freddie here with me now. He just walked in. Hey, Freddie, what's up? up? Freddie doesn't like really to talk on you know, on tape because he feels he has a stutter. He doesn't realize I like his stutter. It gives I me time. To yeah, it gives me time to think about what I'm going to have for lunch while he's stuttering, what I'm going to, you know, do later on that day. But Freddie was with me for a long time. So I want to tell you a little bit about Freddie. Freddie Fallis is not, I, as I explained to you earlier, I think before he came, he's not just uh, my partner in business. He's my friend, he's my nephew, and he's been around for all of the ups and downs. And if anyone's ever shopped in Chucky's, they definitely know that, um, they definitely know Freddie. But I'm going to tell you a couple of things you may not know about Freddie. He's married. He has three gorgeous girls, eight, five, and one. His wife is actually a really cool girl. She really helps out a lot in every way. I mean, when I had my kids, she was so helpful to me. Um, with helping me, you know, dress them or help me get what is it called when you get clothes layette. She helped me with all the clothes. so did Freddie. He grabbed me by the hand and said, you gotta go get clothes. you're bringing them home from the hospital. So I mean, they were incredible and kind of really led me through the way. I was delirious and didn't know what was flying. I was in such shock when I was having my kids. But in any case, um, so yeah, so Freddie knows a lot of these stories because he was side by side with me. He was the investigator looking at the cameras. Freddie was also the investigator going through, um, what was it where they sell stuff online? eBay. eBay, right. So in order to find some of our merchandise, we also had to search eBay to find some stuff, which we're going to get to that story soon. So I want to tell them one particular story. Uh, First of all, I want to ask you, how did you ever get the feeling that people were stealing? Was there a vibe? Was it just missing shoes? Because I always felt shoes were missing, but I always felt like we'd find them. It was either your mother, my sister, Rachel, somebody maybe took them and we forgot. I gave them as a gift.
1: It happens every month, I would say, where I get paranoid because there's a problem and there's a problem. It leads to a second problem, and then I start to think, and I go into a tailspin of is is it that one? Is it that one? And it just happened a week ago, and we we figured it out, and it's
0: was it's some, all good. Oh, so nobody stole. No,
1: no. Okay, but it's want... the first thing that comes to mind is unfortunately is where is it, um, and who is it?
0: Okay, so I. <laughs> I want to take you back at a time where we had a girl working for us and we really, really liked this girl. I don't want to tell you too much about the girl because what I'm going to tell you now is um, was something I probably shouldn't have done. I probably still could be arrested for it. Right. Should not have done. <laughs> Should not have done. And how it all transpired was that in the wintertime, our store would be so cold so cold, so especially the bathroom. So we had a heater in the bathroom. We had a really strong heater that worked great. Anyway, let's put that on the side for now. This heater worked great. It was always in the bathroom. Anyway, We're starting to miss stuff. We're missing boots. Now we're missing shoes. We're missing some accessories, handbags, jewelry. We're missing now a ton of stuff and we can't figure out who it is. And we think for sure it's not this girl who we love, who's the manager, who's so honest and trustworthy and transparent about everything. No, it's not her. Anyway, we come back to work again. This is always after the weekend. And Freddie says, where's the heater? I said, I don't know where the heater is. Where where could the heater be? what happened? You, you went looking for the heater. And then you're the one that told me that this sales girl asked you where you got the heater from because she needs one for her apartment. Correct. Yes. So we didn't make that up. No. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <clears throat> she needed one. And I came back on a Monday and it's a weird thing. A heater just isn't there anymore. That was in a bathroom that literally has a toilet and a sink. I mean, it's tiny. And I asked her where it was and she said she, she, she doesn't know. And someone said that maybe it got thrown out in the garbage. And I said, how could a heater that's like this, where's the cabinet? What is it? A foot? This big, be thrown out by accident in the garbage. So of course that was another flag. and. We went just back and forth and where it is
0: the heater? And then from the heater, <clears throat> Freddie started to now, his brain is literally like a computer. That's the one great thing about Freddie is that his brain is a computer. Now I see his computer going tick, 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 tick and now he starts calculating in his head, where is that um, Alexander McQueen scarf? Where is the Stella McCartney shoes? Where is, all, well, there was a tons of stuff. Do you remember the names? What, no, tell me with me, you forgot, don't, okay. But, tons of merchandise. So now again, I find myself in my office with my head in my hands saying, What am I going to do? This is devastating. I like this girl. I even thought I love this girl. Now she's been stealing from me the whole time. I happen to mumble out loud I wish I can go to her apartment and look. So Freddie chimes in and says, you can i said we can she lives
1: right down the block
0: i said does she live in a doorman building and you said said no i said well where's her keys and you said
1: it must be in her bag (laughs) like where else would they be
0: i told him if you get her keys i will go to her apartment now
1: i didn't get the keys he got the keys
0: okay i did okay so i wound up getting the keys and i asked him i said and he said she has a roommate And I'm thinking, how do I know if the roommate is there or not? In any case, now you have to imagine this. We're there at Chucky's. Business at the time was kind of booming. It was good. I'm there dressed, you know, always the way I usually dress with my Tom Brown tie, my blazer. You know, I'm dressed, you know, nice. I'm not, I'm not dressed as a thief. I didn't have on my black knit hat and my black bodysuit to, you know, climb up her window. So, and it was freezing. was freezing that day I remember I was wearing a blazer I had my gloves on and I put a scarf on I went to her apartment was which was only maybe 10 blocks away and I thought about what I was going to do uh I was going to ring the doorbell and hide ring the doorbell to the building and hide in case there was a camera I looked for a camera I didn't really see one but I'm sure there had to be a camera So what I did was every time I rung the buzzer to her building, I did it about three or four times and then I would hide to the side. And when nobody said, you know, who is this? I used the key to get in her building. I opened the the, uh, glass door and I go up to her apartment. It's a walk up and I knock on the door. Now I'm waiting. If anyone comes to the door, if her roommate comes to the door, I'm going to say, oh, I heard you guys were having a heat problem. They sent me over from the heat department. I didn't even know what the heat department he was didn't called.
1: tell me this. This was all in his head.
0: No, no, no. This is what happened. Yes, oh, oh, right. This was all in my head. Tell me no, that- I... I didn't tell you what my plan was in case I got caught. I had to get, you know, I had to have something in my head in case somebody came to the door. So when somebody came to the door, I kept trying to think of, you know, like who, what is the heat? Is What is the heat? Um, is there a heat department? I don't know. I, in my head, it was the heat department.
1: Three one one.
0: Whatever. So I'd say I from the heat department, I heard you guys were having a problem. In any case, nobody came to the door. When I opened the door, I hear a television going. So now I don't know what to do. Do I slam the door? Do I go in? I knock on the door again, while it's still a little bit open. I knock on it again, nobody comes to the door. I'm thinking they just left the television open. I sneak into the apartment, and now I'm looking for her room, which is the obvious room. It's the one that has all the you know drapes and all the girl stuff hanging. Her roommate I know was a guy. So, I walk all the way to the back of her room. And the first thing I do is I start looking for the heater because I know that's kind of the, the dead giveaway. I look at the heater. I can't figure it out, but I do see a shopping bag, a Chucky's shopping bag with a pair of shoes mm-hmm. in it. We, we skipped over. Wait, would we skip over? The heater. Right. <laughs> Tell it. I see the heater.
1: And wait, you don't see the, the heater? Sat- You're not with me. I was with you. No. Okay.
0: You're not remembering there you go. this story. There you go. <laughs> Listen.
1: Oh. Okay, I'm in the car.
0: No, you were not in the car. Where was I? No, you were in the store. I went alone the first time. yes, yes, yes. I went alone the first time. I I took pictures of the heater and I started looking around and I saw a Chucky's bag with a pair of shoes in it. And I open it and I'm like, aha, here's the shoe Stella. I call Freddie up on the phone whispering because I don't know if her roommate is actually in the other room. I mean, obviously I don't think he is, but I'm whispering. I tell him, Freddie, I got a picture of the heater. It doesn't really look like it. I'm not sure. I'm sending you the picture now. As I'm sending him the picture, I tell him about these Stella McCartney shoes that I see. He goes, no, 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 no. She paid for those. She paid for those. And as I put the shoes back in, I see the receipt. I leave it. And that was it. I start looking around the room. I start opening up drawers. I go into closets. I'm looking now for sunglasses, handbags, shoes, anything. Anything from Chucky's. There was a whole bunch of stuff missing. I can't really find anything. I can't. And I kind of sneak right back out. I walk past the doorway that was closed where the TV was on. I walk out. I leave. Of course, you know, I get an adrenaline rush that goes through my body that felt very exciting. I leave. I go back to the store. Freddie looks at me and he shows me the picture of the heater and he goes, "I I can't tell if this is the heater. I said, Well, but this is this the name of the heater? He says, "I don't know. Ours was very old. This one looks new, and it doesn't look exact."
1: Ours was new. This one was old.
0: Correct. So I said, um, "I don't know what to do." And of course, Freddie yells at me. He goes, "Even that you can't do right." He goes, "I send you to do one thing, and you can't do that right." So I said, "Well, come with me." He goes, "I'm not coming with you." I said, "Come with me." He, I make him go into the car with me. We head back. Yes, we took a car. We drove the ten blocks to her apartment, did the same routine. I buzz on the door, see if anyone says, who is it? Buzz again, nobody answers. Open the glass door, walk up the stairs and I do the same thing. And I wait, I open the door a little, Freddie hears the TV and he grabs my arm to stop and I, and I waved him, I go, no, it's okay. It was on all day. We go into her apartment, we walk down to the end. Now, of course, you know, with Freddie on the case, I don't have to tell you, we ripped that place apart. We were looking under the bed, behind the bed, in the closets, everywhere, through her drawers. We couldn't find anything. And Freddie noticed that the heater was not the heater. It wasn't our heater. As we're ready to walk out, we hear the television get louder, the door opens and we hear footsteps coming out of the room. So we both look at each other in shock and we we stick our backs to the wall of her room. And the door to her room is open and both of our hearts are palpitating her roommate is walking around the apartment and in order to get out of the apartment we would have to walk past his room past the kitchen to go to the front door so now we don't know what we're gonna do so we wait we wait We were there for, I would say about maybe 10 minutes, 12 minutes, which felt like an hour hearing his footsteps. How am I gonna get out of this apartment? So now I'm getting claustrophobic and I think I'm just gonna walk out of the apartment and tell him, hi, I'm from the heating department. We were just checking out the heat. But of course I'm doing it, what, 15 minutes later? I should have done it immediately, but I didn't care. So now I put on my brave face. I walk out as if nothing happened. And as I'm walking out, ready to say hi, I look around and nobody's there. He left the apartment. I wave to Freddie to come out of the room. He comes out of the room. We run out of the apartment. We go back to the store. I drop the keys in her bag.
1: Back in her bag.
0: And I look at her and I actually wanted to hug her because she was not the thief.
1: Right. And it was shocking because she had the same heater that she said she wanted that looked old, unless she bought it that weekend from eBay or or something, and it was just weird. And it just we never we knew it was not her. And then the next day, I think, or a few a few days later, we found a pair of boots
0: we we used to that we well, thought were stolen. We right. found a pair of boots we thought were stolen.
1: We. We used to loan a store
0: down the street who
1: sold suits and some, some gowns, shoes, and we forgot that it was there and we would mark the box, but the paper fell off and it was m- months ago. And we found it only because she brought the boots back to us and said, here, I'm I'm changing here are your boots back. Can I take something else? I said, Sure, you could take something. Okay, else.
0: so one item back. Then there was another item. What was it? Stuart Weitzman. It was a pair of it was Stuart. That okay, they had the Stuart McCartney, Weitzman
1: maybe sneakers or something.
0: There was a Stella McCartney sneaker. There was a Lof Randall handbag. There were some earrings. I don't remember, but everything found its way back. Yeah, maybe. Or we found the reason, back. or we found a reason how maybe one of the things we think was stolen, but other things we, um, Found the problem. Either we got it back, or we realized something, you know, was given away, or maybe one thing was stolen. But the main things found its way back to the store. Not the heater, but not the heater. So we're still freezing to this day. We never (laughs) replaced the heater, so you can't go to the bathroom without having frozen uh, feet and toes. Um, So that was really um, a very interesting and exciting story. I really did feel like after that, I kind of wanted to go into some kind of, you know, spying kind of business, it just seems so much more exciting. But um, nope, I was destined to be the Al Bundy of the Upper East Side and just sell shoes.
1: An assistant to Al Bundy. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so I wanna get to the next thing. Okay, here's another great story, another theft story, which this one doesn't really, this one ends well for us, but it was also a very jarring story. It was again, on the weekends, when uh, me and Freddie are not there in the summer, we go to, go down to New Jersey, we go down to the shore. After the weekend, we come back and we noticed there was no business happening in the store. However, ironically, our fancy Upper East Side customers that travel to the Hamptons, probably by helicopter every weekend, found their way back into the New York City in the heat of the summer on a Sunday to use a credit. Now, for the first few times we saw that, we thought nothing of it. They used their credit. One Monday morning, Freddie comes back to the store and sees a customer that he's very friendly with that would never come shop in the store if he wasn't there. And this customer happened to use what? A $2,000 credit, do you remember? $1,200 credit. She used it, well, let's say 2000, it sounds better. Okay, so it's a $2,000 credit, $1,200 credit, same shit. The point is not the amount of money, it's the audacity. He notices that this customer that he knows so well came in on a Sunday from the Hamptons to use her credit. Could she have not gone to the Hamptons? He happens to call her up. Tell tell them how it goes.
1: So I thought maybe she called it in over the phone, but I checked to see if it was a paid, if we shipped it and I didn't find the thing. So I asked the girl that was in the store if she came in and she said, yes. So now I'm like, all right, it's weird. I said, and she took them and she said, yes. So I call her up and- I ask her, you know, by any chance, did you, were you in on Sunday? And, and she says, no. I said, I'm like, you sure you were not in and bought this and this? I think it was an Alexander McQueen scarf and a pair of shoes. And she said, no, I'm still away and I'm not back. I said, all right, thank you. I hang up. I tell Richie and I'm, I'm shocked because now the sales girl said she came in and she took the, the items when she left. And I and I, I called and it's it's obviously not true.
0: So now he tells me this and I can't believe it because again the girl's been working for me for a while and we trusted her. And I'm thinking about all the times we've left her alone in the store. And now we're thinking how many other things are gone. And I remember she, there was also a pair of Alexander McQueen sneakers because we found them on eBay. Remember, yeah. we found it on eBay with the sticker and a, scarf. and a scarf. So we actually found two things on eBay. And the reason why we knew they were ours, because she was dumb enough to leave our ticket and barcode on it when she photographed it. So we knew it was her. So Freddie went back to the cameras and, you know, this took a lot of time. It was that's a time consuming to go back and to see about when she stole it. Did you get an idea or?
1: I didn't get an idea, but I saw at the end of the day to see if they would leave with a bag of stuff and they did. And she was working with a guy um, and the guy was a wise guy. And he basically left the store and put his middle finger up at the camera on his way out because he. Obviously knew that we were going to go on and check and see it. And if we found it, it was like a spicy thing he did.
0: (laughs) Okay, so now fast forward to this story. We call the police and we tell them what happened. The police says, you know what, they really can't help us. They're going to have the detectives call us. And the reason why is because this is identity theft. So now this is a lot more serious than somebody just stealing a shoe. So now he sends over a detective to Chucky's, and the detective comes in in a uh, plain clothes. He was, you know, a real detective. He wasn't in uniform. And now he starts grilling me and Freddie about, you know, everything, everything about the girl, everything about the customer she stole from, how it went down. And then he brings in a partner of his. And me and Freddie cannot believe, that this is now snowballing into a huge deal and we're not sure we even want to be a part of it. He says this is identity theft and it's not in your control anymore so this is now in our control. We said okay. He asked us when the next time she's working. We said well we don't know. We kind of you know we kind of told her not to come in. We didn't we didn't accuse her yet or approach her but she's not really coming in again. He goes call her and tell her to come in. So that's what we did. We called her up and we said, listen, we need help on Monday, can you come? I think she might've known something was up. She kept telling me no. I said, listen, just help us out for a few hours. We can't leave the girl that's working there alone. So just come and as soon as we get there, you can leave. She says, okay, whether she comes or not, we don't really know. So we're waiting for Monday to roll around to see if she actually comes to the store. Turns out on Monday, she comes to the store the detectives were supposed to come in maybe an hour after, at about eleven o'clock. About eleven o'clock, I remember about that time. So here we are, trying to make small talk with her, telling her what to do. Can you, you know, put those away? And it was all very awkward. It's almost as if she knew she had stepped in to a, a trap, and you know, we were a little bit jittery because we didn't know what to expect. Anyway. We see this. Was it one car or two cars? I don't remember. Two it was-
1: cars. Four guys, and two of them went in the store. Two of them were out of the store. At this point, we are, um, we are outside of the store, and he comes in and basically comes up to her and says, "Are you so and so?" She says, "Yes." And he says, okay, you're going to come with us. Now, we didn't hear this, but we found out from the person who worked in the store as well that day. And she basically walks out in cuffs, and we watch her leave, and she sees us. And we go in the store, we find out the, the drill, and that was it. We get a call an hour or two later. We get a call Two, two hours later from the detective um, saying that her dad wants to call us, I said, okay, sure. About what?
0: Her father calls me up. Right. I get a phone call from her father and he tells me... Um, He's on, he's at the airport taking a plane to meet his girlfriend. If I can please just drop the charges and he'll take care of it when he comes home. He doesn't want his daughter to have to spend the night in jail.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Sounds about right. I actually had to look at my phone. I took it away from my ear and I looked at it as if, is this guy for real? I put the phone back to my ear and I said, you've just answered everything I needed to know about your daughter. Now I know why your daughter is a thief. He started to interject saying, no, he's uh, supposed to be traveling and he doesn't want her to be. He started repeating the same thing. I said, you know, you're part of the reason, or maybe the whole reason why your daughter is a thief and is stealing. And no, I'm not going to drop the charges, she's going to have to spend the night in jail. And she's going to have to pay us back everything that she stole from us or give us back the merchandise, one or the other. In any case, the father was a little surprised at my reaction to him. And we hung up. We didn't drop the charges. Her father didn't leave the airport. I think she spent the night if not the weekend in jail. And then the week later, we made a settlement where if she pays us back, We would somehow, you know, he,
1: he, he called us up and said, I got for you two of the three things, but the third thing she sold on eBay and it actually got shipped. So we can't get that back and, but we'll, we'll pay you for it less the eBay fees. (laughs) So, and
0: he was negotiating with us less the eBay fees.
1: So he, I think he came and he dropped it, right? I don't. So he come and drop off the stuff with the money. So we got two of the the three things back and a few hundred dollars for the pair of shoes that it was, um, and that was it. And then I found out that she got a job at a store close by that was notorious <laughs> for her credit trick of using credits, not to steal merchandise, but to inflate their sales so that they would get incentives.
0: So, if she if people would just put their efforts and their smart, you know, They're finagling, smarts. their smart to making money instead of stealing money, they can probably really make something of themselves. Yeah, I mean, she could have collaborated with us on trying to do better in the store and making money because she seemed very, you know, in the know about stealing and sneaking and she probably could have helped us out to make more money. I wanna move on to another person. This was, I think the most latest one and probably the most jarring one.
1: Crazy, it's
0: crazy. Okay, and it's partially our fault because we needed help in the store so desperately that um, we get this experienced, uh, I would say she's a woman, she wasn't a girl. What was she in her late thirties, maybe 40? 40
1: years. Okay, Which so she lied. She lied, she, she was older.
0: She lied that she was older. No, she, lied. she was older, right? She lied that she was younger. That sounds more Upper East Side-ish, right. right? So she lied that she was younger. She had only one reference, if I remember correctly.
1: No, she had maybe one or two, which I called, but th- they never got back to me. And being the kind of people that we are, we have n- no patience, and we, we needed someone the next day. So we started her.
0: And she was good. She was great. She was great with customers, very friendly, and very accommodating to me and Freddie. We're not going to say the girl's name, but let's just call her N. N. What did her? What did was the first letter of her name? A. A. Oh, that's right. A. Okay, so let's just say A. A is now working in the store. She's doing a great job, and we completely forget about calling for the reference at this point because hey, she's good. She's she's, great.
1: she's making sales, big sales. And yeah, she's great. So, this, so happy.
0: When did the red flag go up on A?
1: Oh, it was probably months. Um, it was for sure, a few months. Um, we do inventory every few months, especially when there's a, um, a busy sale time o- online to make sure that we have everything. And we it was, no, it was November, December-ish, and we started to get in new shoes for spring. And... There were new brand new shoes that were in the store for not only for maybe even a week or two or three that we we didn't have, we couldn't find. And we did the count and there was like seven pairs of shoes that we couldn't find. And three of them were brand new, brand new. And that's very, very weird. If it's a shoe that came in in June and it's December. You know, it's, it's just a common thing that it's not there or there is a mistake, but these were brand new shoes. So I knew something was up.
0: So you told me, and as usual, what do I always say? Do they have the audacity to steal from us? No less steal brand new shoes so blatantly. I couldn't believe it. Freddie went back. He said, let me check again. Let me try to figure it out. A couple of days later, he tells me we're missing the shoes and they're her size.
1: Right. And I'm in the store. She's not there. And someone comes in to try on a Stella McCartney s- sneaker. And they want a size eight because, because that's their size and it's too big. So I say, oh, and th- the the seven was the pair that we the seven was the pair that we could not find. So I pick up the shoe on the shelf and I turn it upside down and it's worn and it's a seven. Now at this point, I don't think that she thinks that we're onto her. So I'm thinking she has the audacity to exchange the shoes that she stole for a smaller size, so to steal one, wear one, and steal one. And I'm just flabbergasted, and this person's in front of me. And I'm
0: she like, didn't even have, she didn't even have, I don't know, the courtesy to, to, put, a it. It, right. to put a or, pad in it. Right. To put a pad in it. You stole it. Put an inner sole in it. We put inner soles in shoes for customers that are paying for the shoes. Put an inner sole. Nope. She didn't want to do that. She wanted a new so pair. So the
1: customer is there, and now I'm like frozen and I say, uh, all right, I'll be back. And I tell her that the sh- that that the shoe, the one foot is out on a shoot. And that we'll call her when it's back in, in a few days. Okay.
0: The one shoe is out on a shoot to the thief that stole it. That's where it is. <laughs> so we're gonna get it back from the girl that's wearing it probably out to dinner and bring it back to you.
1: So now I call up, the, the store that sh- she worked in, you know, before us. And- so wait,
0: I'm going to interject here. So now we really decide that we should have gotten the... Um- We should have gotten the recommendation from the beginning and we didn't do it. So we call for the reference now. I mean, it's already too late, but now I need to get the reference. I call up the store that she worked in was a very fancy store in Soho that I cannot give you the name of because you'll find out later on in the story why. But they don't answer me. Freddie tries to call and what happens? They don't answer you. We keep trying to call the person that's on the contact of the reference and nobody calls us back. Finally, a couple of days later, I call up and I tell them nobody's calling me back. The woman on the phone tells me, puts me on hold, comes back and says, somebody will return your call shortly. Okay. I happen to um, leave the store. I told Freddie, let them call my cell phone. I get a call on my cell phone from this store down in Soho. It's a very big store, but you know, a, a designer store. And he just wants to know what I want. And I tell him that I'm calling about A. We are having problems missing a lot of things, and we really don't know what to expect. We know she worked for you. And, you know, what's going on? He was silent and he said he couldn't talk. I said, I don't know what that means. I said, do you, you know, do you have laryngitis? He says, no, (laughs) I can't talk on the phone. I said, do you want me to come down there? He said, yes. Very few words. And that was it. I said, okay. I hung up. I found out exactly where the store was. I knew where it was. I went down there. I walked inside the store, huge store. I start looking around. Um, I don't know who this guy is, but eventually somebody comes up to me and says to wait outside He's going to meet me outside. So I go outside, I'm standing on Soho. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I'm trying not to think about all the money that's being stolen from me from a person that's right under my nose. He comes out of his store and starts walking with me. And what was so weird is that he was so frightened that, you know, he was almost like acting as though he was giving me like, you know, information on, you know, the country, like a spy. It was just the weirdest thing. He told me that the reason why he didn't want to talk to me is because she had stole a lot of stuff from that store and the police and detectives were looking for her because of a previous theft, a previous store she worked in in Soho where she stole about 30, do you remember the amount? Was it $30,000 in an eyeglass store? Is that correct? I said, how in the world could she steal $30,000 of merchandise? It turns out how she stole the merchandise. Freddie, you can explain it better than me. It's
1: crazy. She would refund customers' transactions as if they wanted to return it and you and put it back on her cart. So customer B bought $700 worth. Now, the computer shows that customer B wants to return it so she returns it and instead of customer b's card she puts in her own card so she's crediting her own credit cards that that amounted to $30,000
0: but i'm confused did she actually have the merchandise to put back in stock or no, she wasn't even putting merchandise custom, back no
1: because it's in it's an eyeglass store it could have been for services or for things like that or or they didn't check. She did it very, very, a lot fast uh, because the store that we got her from, she actually left that store, went to the eyeglass store, ran after, I don't know, a few weeks, then went back to the store, even though they knew that she was stealing, but she was so good that they didn't care. I don't know how or why
0: until um, she stole from a, another salesperson, something like that. Yes. He told me the reason why he let her go and didn't press charges was because she stole from another salesperson, She personal. Stole a personal money from her wallet. Then he pulls out a little card that says detective so-and-so I still have him in my phone. I go, what is this? He goes, they're looking for her. And that's when he proceeds to tell me about the eyeglass store that she stole over $30,000 from. He said, they're looking for her. I didn't want to give her up, but I'm just telling you, if you want, here is his card.
1: And I said, but she lives right on so-and-so. He says, no, that's where she says that she does. And they've waited outside of that, you know, there for days and she doesn't come or go. And it was just all a big, big, big scam. And Richie calls
0: the detective. Well, yeah, but before I called it, it's not like I was running so excited to call the detective. You know, I really thought about it. I don't like ruining people's lives. I feel like people can make a mistake. People can, you know, make a mistake and, you know, move on and maybe realize they've made a mistake and not do it again. I did feel that this was not a mistake. She was a 40 year old woman and this was a a habitual act that she probably is going to continue to do. She does it with a very straight face. And you know, as a retailer that's been in New York City for so long, I really did want to protect other retailers because I know how jarring it is, not to mention the fact that how difficult it is to A, get the merchandise in. You know, remember, these things are not made in America. Most of them, they're made in either Italy or Paris or wherever, China, wherever they're made. It depends where they are. These things are coming in. It takes time to order them. It takes time to get them in. Then you have to pay for them. So for people to brazenly steal and then come to work the next day like nothing is happening really is upsetting. So I decided to call the detective. And when I called him, I said, I'm not sure what I want to do, but tell me what it is you're gonna do to her. He says, we're gonna come arrest her. I said, what do you mean? You're gonna come into the store and put her in handcuffs? And he said, yes.
1: Not for what she did to 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 us, us. but for what she did with
0: with the other store. So I was basically just turning her in because I was no way getting any of my stuff back and I couldn't do anything to get my stuff back. So I okayed for him to come to the store while she was working and uh, when he, the detective came in he, again, he came in with somebody else. Me and he advised me and Freddie to not be there that day. We were not, we were on the market anyway. And it turns out he did come in with another detective and they took her away in handcuffs. Here's another kicker this is what's amazing. A week later, she calls us up and says, So sorry she had to leave the store. Somebody was later, sick. Was that it that day? Oh, that day. What did she that say? Day, somebody was sick. She said her boyfriend got into a, a
1: car accident. And the cops came to the store to tell her. So she left with the cops to go see him and that she can't come in the next day. Or that night she said, he's okay. I can come in to work.
0: But she was in jail, I think, for a couple of nights. And she kept putting it off. Right? I can't tonight. I can't tomorrow. When she finally got out of jail, she said, do we want her to come into work?
1: We forgot an important thing. What? When we thought it was her, I wanted to check her phone. So I had her, I gave her a stack of 20 uh, sheets of paper and I sent her downstairs to do an inventory count. And now she's downstairs and she was not someone that was attached to her phone. So her phone was left upstairs upstairs on our counter. <clears throat> so I go on her phone and now all phones have a passcode. It's not the thumbprint yet. It's not the face ID. And oh, oddly enough, I-, I guessed it. I I guessed it. I tried her social, I tried her birthday and it wound up being her birth month and birth day. I think that I got it on the third try. I got in and now I'm gonna go through her text messages.
0: So because- pause one second, I just wanna recap this cause even I still can't believe it and I was there when Freddie did it. So Freddie picks up her phone when she's in the basement and starts hacking her phone and using the information he knows based on what she filled out on her, her form. Right. And he's doing it. I would never have the patience to do that. I would press two numbers and throw the phone up and go, I give up, no.
1: I got it, third try, I got in. And now we suspect that she is doing it with with the guy that works in the store, our stock guy. And I wanted to see if they had a conversation. So I go to the text text, and it's, I don't wanna spend the time to read it. So I take my phone and I'm taking a picture scrolling through the conversation and I come across my license and his license and his card. And I'm like, before I even read it or anything. So I'm done. I check her photos. I checked her hidden folder of the photos, which most people don't know about. You can hide a a photo He probably doesn't even know about it. I had no idea. So I, I, and I, and I see that she took a picture of customers' information and credit cards that from our book in the store. So now I'm done with her phone, and I go across the street, and I'm starting to read the messages. And it's basically talking shit about me and him and not, you know, stuff that I don't really l-
0: l- like care about. But I was surprised it wasn't as worse than it was. Right. Well, it wasn't even that bad. I'm like, I wanted to add to her phone. He's a dick. <laughs> he comes in and he just expects <clears throat> the store to be perfect. Like I'm like, that's not she could have been done better than what she did right.
1: So, but I know that something is up because she has his card. And she has a picture of a customer's card information. So she's planning on, on doing something. And as as policy, we don't share card information. It's in the store and it gets rung up in the store and that's it. So that's really how we knew something was up and um, the sneakers that she wore and brought back and, and that.
0: So... She did go to jail, they took her away. She tried to come back. We pretended we knew nothing. The person that we thought she was working with, the one of the boys in the store, he saw the police he saw the uh, detectives come take her away in handcuffs. and after they did, we told him that you know we, we asked if anything he was involved with, he said no. She asked him for some stuff that he might have done, but he didn't steal anything. In any case, we believed him, we gave him a second chance. He's still with us today. And um, who knows? I mean, until we catch him, <laughs> we don't no. know. I'm kidding. He's great. But um, so, yeah, it goes to show you again, th- but this was a career. She did this. This was a career thief. Professional. She was a professional thief. Okay, I'm going to give one last story because I don't want to drag this on forever, but this is a cute one. Now, this was before Freddie days when I was on Third Avenue working with a girl that I was dating. Yes, I dated a girl. We'll get into that a whole nother show. So I was in a relationship with a girl that worked for me for many, many years. And, you know, when we worked together, I always wanted to impress her. Freddie knows this story. One day, you know, back in those days, the store would get so busy so busy, we'd be running and getting shoes back and forth. Shoes would be flying all over the place. In any case, after this rush was over, when me and this girl, I don't wanna say names, were running you know, from the front to the back giving shoes, finally, the store empties out. The only person left is a little old lady, little old lady with kind of a walker, and she's coming from the stock room where we keep the shoes, where my office is, and I grab her, you know, not in a bad way. I just grab, her. I go, Are "You okay. Are you okay? Where did you go?" And she said, "I have to use the bathroom." I said, "Well, please, next time ask. We'll take you. You're not allowed back here." Oh, okay." She gets her wagon that was in the front of the store. She gets her wagon, and she uses the wagon and starts walking out of the door. She leaves. She leaves Chucky's. Now Chucky's is empty. The store's flying. We had um, a huge rush. Tons of shoes were sold. Tons of shoes are in the back that we have to put away. And for some reason, me, of course, oblivious as I always am, doesn't realize to go in my office and look to see if there's money missing. But this girl that I was dating, of course, always knows that wherever I am, there's money being stolen from. Wherever I am, it's falling out of my pockets, stealing it, such a bad trait. She comes to the front of the store as I'm cleaning up. She goes, Rich, didn't you have $200 in your blotter? I said, yeah, it was on the side of my blotter. She goes, it's not there anymore. So I go, what do you mean it's not there? She goes, it's not there. I go, where could it, I, I, I didn't spend it. Where could it be? She looks at me, she goes, go get her. Just like that. I go, go get who? She goes, the old lady. I go, I'm not going to get the old lady. What are you crazy? I'm not going to get her. She says, and this is what she says. So don't judge me on this. She calls me a fucking pussy. She goes, you fucking pussy. Are you going to make me go get it? You go get the money right now. So what do I do? Because I'm trying to impress her. I walk out of the store. It's already dark now. And I see her down the block. I walk over to her as she's struggling to walk with her walker. And I said, you know, miss, I'm sorry. You have to come back to the store. There's a little bit of a problem. And she's like, I can't come back to the store. I'm I'm late. I have to go. I said, well, please come back with me. We found something missing. And, you know, we just want to make sure. And she says, no, I can't go. So, of course, I let her go. And I go back to the store. And I tell this girl, I said, you know, she said she can't come to the store. Just could we let it go? And, of course, she looks at me. She bites her tongue and she says again to me, you fucking pussy, you're gonna make me go get her. So I roll my eyes now, I gotta go be a man. I gotta go get this woman. So now I run, she's already across the street in the middle of the following block. I go and I start to tap her and I say, I'm sorry, you really have to come back, we're missing money. And as I just go to tap her arm, she starts screaming, oh, oh, he's hurting me. And now it's like my balls grew. I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany. It all came to me. She stole. So then I grab her arm very tight. Turns out she was so strong. She was dragging me down the block. I couldn't hold her from walking. She was kept walking as I'm trying to hold her back. And she was dragging me. I finally tell her the cops were called and they're going to find two crisp $100 bills on you. And when they find those bills, I am pressing charges to the fullest extent. She completely changed her whole demeanor. She wasn't an old lady anymore. She straightens her posture, puts her hand in her breast, grabs the money and hands it to me and says, here, you got it. Now leave me alone. And then she doesn't limp away anymore. Then she literally strides away. I went back to the store like I thought I was such a tough guy, waving the $200 to this girl that I was dating. Look, I got it back. I'm so tough. She still looked at me like such a disappointment. I still, you know, you got to do it right off the bat, but I just couldn't do it. You know, it's not our style. It's really not our style to be so rough and tough and, you know, accuse and be so accusatory. We're not very accusatory. We do feel bad for people, especially me. But you know what, I find that when you let things go, it just snowballs and people get away with it and they can keep doing it. There's a lot more stories where this came from. Maybe next time I can tell you a story about how my brother Simon chased a guy three times his size with a scissor. And I had to go chase my brother Simon so the guy didn't kill my brother Simon. So that will save for the next one. He caught somebody stealing. And the guy said he was going to cut my brother up. So my brother said he went inside, got a scissor and ran out to give it to him. And when the guy saw my brother (laughs) holding the scissor saying, here, cut me up, the guy ran. The guy had to be six foot four and he ran. And my brother ran after him. And I had to run after my brother running after the guy. It was a mess making sure my brother didn't get killed. Then I'd have to go tell my mother he got stabbed. No, it was over here. No, of course, I was watching him. Why weren't you watching your brother? I go, Ma, he's older than me. Anyway, the story goes on forever. We're going to save this for another behind the scenes. If you liked it, not sure if you do, you'll let us know. Anyway, Freddie, it's been real. Thank you. I'll see you in five minutes in the guys. store. Yep. Bye. You've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you like what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.